Hello, my beautiful babies. I'm your host, Tiana Thompson, and this is Affirmations of a Bad Bitch. Go ahead and send a wave of warm, welcoming energy to our guest this week, wellness embodiment coach, Rachel Katz. Um, thank you so much for taking the time to come on here and chat. I know we've been kind of wanting to do this for a while and we had some schedule conflicts, but I'm glad we have the chance now and I can kind of pick your brain and gain some insight from you. So go yeah. ahead Go ahead and just tell us a little bit about what you do and how you got started, kind of what inspired you to do the work that you do. Yeah, I have a pretty long um, journey, so I'll try to make it short and sweet. But um, We have all the time in the world. (laughs) Okay, awesome. Um, So when I was in high school, I developed an eating disorder as a result of just like you know, just having really low self-esteem and um, dealing with trauma, which I didn't know at the time that trauma was even like a thing. Um, Yeah. And just like a lot of things led me to developing an eating disorder. So when I was in my first year of college, I really started to heal from my disordered relationship with food, Um, but my mental health was still really suffering. So I suffered from debilitating OCD, anxiety, depression. And I just knew that there was a better way. I knew that I wasn't meant to live my life, just constantly anxious and depressed and, you know, having low self-esteem and not loving myself. So I really went on this wellness journey. That was the beginning of my wellness journey. And, um, up until this point, like I, I just had such a negative relationship with myself. So my wellness journey definitely changed over time. And it was a really long journey, which is what I mentioned in the beginning. Um, But for some reason, I just knew that I didn't want to go on medication, like to heal from Mm -hmm. uh, my mental health issues. So I, looked into nutrition. And that's when I really started to discover the power of food, not just to heal you on a physical level, but mentally, spiritually, emotionally. And I took my first nutrition class and I absolutely fell in love. And I was like, okay, this is what I'm meant to be doing with my life. I want to help other people heal through the power of food. Um, So that's when I got my degree in nutrition science and just really started to heal my relationship with food and my body and my mental health started to improve drastically. And then I also discovered yoga around this time. I became a yoga teacher and all of these things helped me heal a lot. Um, But because I, during this time of my life, didn't really love myself fully yet, I ended up being in a really abusive and toxic relationship for five years. And it wasn't until I broke off that relationship that I really went into more of my spiritual deep healing journey. Um, Mm -hmm. And I was just committed around this time to healing my relationship with myself because I knew that the reason I was in this relationship for so long was because I didn't fully love myself. So I accepted so much less than I deserved. And I really wanted to heal myself on a deeper level and understand, you know, why I was attracting certain patterns, um, why I ended up in a toxic relationship and had toxic friendships and all of these things. 
And in that moment, I realized wellness is so much more than just the food that you're eating, the movement that you're doing. It's really, you have to look at everything on a mind, body, and soul level. And if you're not happy, if you are in toxic cycles, in toxic relationships, you could be eating all of the kale in the world and you're still going to be unhealthy and unhappy. So that's when I really fully healed my relationship with myself on a mind, body, and soul level. And that's when I created my brand, The Full Life, and decided to be a coach versus just a nutritionist so that I could help women heal on every single level and just really manifest the life of their dreams. So yeah, that's a little bit about my journey. Okay, that's awesome. Um, (laughs) And I'm sorry that you went through, you know, the eating disorder. That's, I feel like so many young girls, especially I definitely think social media growing up has had such a negative impact on young girls and their relationships with food and their bodies. Um, How do you think we can kind of pull back from that and distinguish what's normal and what's healthy versus the bullshit and the idealization or however idealization, I can't say that, (laughs) of um, specific body types? Yeah, that's such a great question because I feel like it's almost normalized to have an unhealthy relationship with food in your body. So, Mm -hmm. so many women don't even know that their relationship with food is unhealthy, which is really sad. And that's why I do what I do to try to kind of break that mold. Um, And even in the wellness industry, like I started in the wellness industry eight years ago and it was nothing like it is now, which Mm -hmm. is awesome because so many people are, you know, caring more about their wellness, it's become more mainstream. But at the same time, there's just so much misinformation out there when it comes to wellness. And, you know, I'm sure you've seen this on Instagram, there's just like all of these reels of people doing their morning routine and like, being the it girl. And I feel like people think that's what wellness is like drinking green smoothies and doing yoga and like having this perfect routine every day. Mm -hmm. But Um, it's so much more than that. It really is. And that's just not sustainable either. You know, it's, it's important, of course, to like build routines that make you feel good. But you don't want to obsess over every single thing that you're doing every single day and think that that's the only way to feel good and feel yes. amazing in your body. Yes. And you deserve to rest also. You don't have to be doing something all the time. So back to kind of the eating disorders. Um, mm-hmm. I was doing some research on John Hopkins medicine website. They stated that 95% of people with eating disorders are the age 12 to 25. Mm-hmm. And out of like all mental illnesses, um, the risk of death is highest for people with an eating disorder. Um, I think that's absolutely heartbreaking to see like young, precious, like people full of life being lost to this monster of an illness. I think it's important to look at eating as a way of um, caring for yourself. You know, your body needs fuel to be able to even function, how do you kind of, what's your relationship with, I don't know how to put this, some people struggle thinking um, maybe they don't deserve to eat, feelings like that, how do you kind of battle that? 
Yeah. So the thing about eating disorders that if you've never gone through it or like you haven't experienced it, that's really hard to understand is that it's so much more than just like wanting to be thin or wanting to look a certain way. Um, I really like to compare it to like an addict. You know, if someone is addicted to alcohol, that's like their drug of choice. If someone is addicted to meth, that's their drug of choice. But for someone with an eating disorder, um, restriction or binging, that's their drug of choice. So it's all about really understanding why you have this unhealthy relationship with food in the first place and why you're using those um, coping methods to cope and really, really understanding like the root cause of why you're struggling in the first place. Because if we, if I just tell somebody, for example, like food is fuel and it's nourishment and you should be able to eat food and not feel guilty about it for someone with an eating disorder, that concept is so hard to understand because that's their way of feeling safe and in control and their way to cope with emotions that maybe they don't want to deal with or with trauma that they haven't unpacked yet. So it really is so complicated. And that's why it's such a, that's why it's like the number one cause of death, like compared to other mental illnesses and things like that, um, because it is so powerful and has such a hold on you. And it goes again, so much deeper than just like wanting to be skinny. Um, I think I forgot your question in the first place. I'm like, did I even answer your question? I'm going Um, on a tangent. No, you're fine. (laughs) Honestly, I forget what the question was too. But like you said, it's kind of like an addiction. I can see that where people, it's kind of like misery loves company. You feel these feelings of like deep sadness and judgment of yourself but that's kind of your way of feeling alive Mm -hmm. you know like you don't really feel the other side of the feelings the joy the excitement so you kind of gravitate towards more of the the eating disorder and I feel like it just kind of pulls you deeper into it totally totally and it's just really important to uncover like why you have an eating disorder in the first place so that you can really start to heal. Cause you know, I think the problem that I see with a lot of like treatment, it's, you know, people just like staring at you while you eat and forcing you to eat and like, okay, sure. Maybe you're eating more and you're at a healthy weight, but once like no one's watching you anymore, it's like, are you going to keep doing that? Um, because you don't, you're still not understanding like why, and you're not understanding the root cause. And right. Yeah, so you're not like also, solving it, solving the issue. You're not. Exactly. <laughs> and it all goes back to, to just healing your relationship with yourself, because again, like food is a form of love of nourishment. So of course, if you don't love yourself deep down, you're not going to really care about nourishing your body or treating it with kindness or even, you know, staying alive. And once you work on healing that relationship with yourself and understanding, like, I am worthy of nourishing my body, I'm worthy of feeling incredible in my body, I am worthy of love, then it gets easier and easier to naturally want to take care of your body and nourish it with with food. Right. And you start to see, you know, I do deserve this. I do Mm -hmm. deserve, you know, and I think like a lot of times 
I haven't always had the healthiest relationship with food, mm-hmm. but um, I haven't been, you know, like deep into an eating disorder before. Um, mm-hmm. But I like to, if I'm ever feeling like, oh, I ate a lot today, I shouldn't eat this. I'm like, no, I'm going to eat that just because I had that thought, like in spite, I eat it just because I'm like, I deserve this, shove it down my throat. Just to try to force myself, like not to have a bad relationship with food. I don't know if that's actually helping or not, (laughs) but yeah, well, that's a great way, honestly. that's a great way to kind of nip it in the bud before it gets worse. (laughs) Yeah. Um, so for someone, if there's someone listening and they're realizing, you know, this is something I need to work on and try to heal within myself, what can they do now? to kind of get the ball rolling and start that journey of self-healing and self-love? Yeah, I mean, um, like I mentioned before, I'm going to sound like a broken record, but really understanding the root cause of why you have an eating disorder in the first place. And it can be as simple as just like, you know, taking out your journal and a pen and just asking yourself like, when did my eating disorder start? When did I start to have an unhealthy relationship with food? Um, Are there areas of my life where I feel out of control, where I don't feel safe? Um, And like what brought up those feelings for me and just really digging deeper into why you're using food in order to cope, in order to feel safe, in order to feel in control whatever that may be. And again, if it's hard for you to figure that out on your own, I highly suggest hiring somebody to coach you and guide you through that. Um, And the second step after like understanding more of the root cause is to really start connecting with your body and feeling safe in your body. Because if you don't feel safe in your body, if you don't trust your body, there's no way you're going to be able to eat intuitively or trust that you know how much food you need and what kind of food you need in each and every moment. And that's another big reason why so many women have an unhealthy relationship with food is because most of us are walking around just not present in our bodies. We are dissociated. We're so distracted by so much stimulation all around us at every moment. And we're not being present in our bodies and how can you trust your body and feel safe in your body if you're not taking the time to even be in your body and be present with your body. So before even working on the food aspect, I always suggest working on feeling present in your body and doing things to make you feel safe in your body and trust yourself and your body again. Um, so that's definitely the two places that I would start with. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then you can kind of go from there and work on the food aspect. Yeah, that's awesome. I liked how you talked about um, kind of intuitive eating and being mm-hmm. present and mindful because I've noticed, you know, oh, wow, I just scarfed down that food. I don't think I even tasted it or I don't even remember eating it. I was just, you know, like on autopilot shoving food down my face without you know, feeling how I feel if I'm full, if I'm still hungry, if I'm satisfied. Um, So that's a really good point to be present. Also, you talked about the kind of intuitive eating. I've seen a lot of that on Pinterest and I've kind of seen a lot of seed cycling, stuff like that. What are your thoughts on um, things like that more 
I would say like herbal remedies, do you think food could be used as medicine or preventative for disease? Oh yeah, for sure. I totally believe in the power of food as medicine, which is why I became a nutritionist because I'm Mm -hmm. just so obsessed with how food can heal your body. Um, But that is more for like, you know, hormonal imbalances. Um, Okay. If you're feeling off gut health, thyroid issues, like all of these things, I think food can really help with that. Um, But when it comes to intuitive eating, you know, I think intuitive eating has become so popular, but a lot of people are still so stuck when it comes to intuitive eating and they feel lost. And I think the reason for that goes back to what I said earlier about learning how to be present in your body. Because if you're not present in your body, you're not practicing mindfulness on a daily basis. Mm -hmm. How can you expect to be an intuitive eater or know what it is that your body needs if you're not spending time with your body? So I think people try intuitive eating and they think they're eating intuitively, but they eat like 10 bags of chips and like five bags of cookies. And they're like, I'm eating intuitively. Like this isn't working. I still feel shitty. (laughs) And, um, you know, once you practice being mindful in your body and it takes time, it's a daily, weekly, monthly, yearly practice to learn how to eat intuitively and be more in your body. Um, But like once you're actually listening to your body, 80% of the time, 70% of the time, your body's going to want nourishment because that's your fuel. You know, that's what's going to keep all of your cells working properly, all of your organs working properly. Um, And if you're just eating, you know, chips and cookies all day, every day, you're just not going to feel energized. Your mood is going to be off your hormones are going to be off balance and you're just not going to feel well. So if you're like really, really listening to your body and in tune, your body is going to ask for nourishment most of the time. And then of course that leaves room for like the rest of the time eating whatever it is that you want and not feeling guilty about it. Um, But yeah, I think it's just really important to note that it takes time to learn how to eat intuitively and it's not something that comes naturally or easy for most of us. And I think where people get scared is they think like, oh, if I just eat intuitively and I quote unquote let go, I'm just going to want to eat fast food all day and processed food and you know, I won't be able to stop myself, but that's just not true and I think it all goes back to trusting yourself and trusting Mm -hmm. your body and trusting that your body knows what's best for you and knows what you need in each and every moment yeah and I think that kind of connects back to when you said um, you know getting to know your body I think some people when they're trying to do intuitive eating they're like oh my body wants something sweet so I'm going to eat something sweet but maybe the reason they're craving something sweet is because a lack of serotonin or something like that. It's important for them to understand why they are craving the things they are craving and things like that. So that's awesome. Thank you. I think that was my last question for you. Um, Do you have anything else that you would like to say or any enlightenment you would like to give to those maybe that are struggling Yeah, I guess just be patient with yourself and give yourself grace because it is a journey to learn how to love yourself, your body, 
and food in a society that is constantly telling you to not have a healthy relationship with food, to rely on diets forever, to never be satisfied with your body and all of these things. So definitely give yourself grace, be patient with yourself. It's really a lifelong journey. Um, Self-love is something we need to practice forever and ever and ever. Um, So just, just give yourself love and grace and patience. Beautifully said. Thank you so much, Rachel, for coming on the show. I'm so glad I got to talk to you. You guys make sure to go check her out and everything that she's doing. What is your Instagram? It is Rachel underscore K-A-T-Z underscore. Awesome. All right, you guys go follow her. If you need a wellness coach, she's amazing. I might have to check into her myself. Now let's say our affirmations. Rachel, you can repeat after me if you want to. You don't have to. Um, I am strong. I am strong. I am kind. I am kind. I am loved. I am loved. And I sent love. And I sent love. All right. Now, everybody, go eat a yummy snack just because you deserve it. And you're beautiful. Sending love.